Chapter Thirteen of Tom and Some Other Girls by Mrs. George de Horn Vesey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. If I pass, the Christmas holidays were over, the Easter holidays were over, and spring was back once more on the slope over which the new students had gaily tobogganed two months before the primroses were showing their dainty yellow faces and the girl gardeners were eagerly watching the progress of their bulbs hearing that other plots boasted nothing rarer than pheasant eye and lent lilies rhoda had promptly written home for a supply of horsefieldy and emperor which were expected to put everything else in the shade but alas they were coming up in feeble fashion and showed little sign of flowering another year the gardener said they would do better another year bulbs were never so strong the first season whereat rhoda chafed with impatience always another time and not now always postponement delay uncertainty try as she might checks seemed to be waiting on every side and she could never succeed in distinguishing herself above her fellows in moments of depression it seemed that she was as insignificant now as on the day when she first joined the school but at other times she was happily conscious of a change in the mental attitude towards herself though still far from the front she was recognized as a girl of power and determination an ambitious girl who would spare no work to attain her end and who might in the future become a dangerous rival dorothy had long ago thrown up the unequal fight and even kathleen had moments of doubt when she said fearfully to herself she is clever than i am she gets on so well suppose just suppose with milder weather cricket had come into fashion and on the occasion of the first pavilion tea the blues turned up in force thomasina sat perched in manly attitude on the corner of the table where as it seemed to the onlooker every possible hindrance was put in the way of her enjoyment of the meal irene gray presided at the urn bertha handed round the cups and a bevy of girls hung over the cake-basket making critical and appreciative remark bags me that brown one with the cream in the middle i've tried those macaroons before they are as hard as bricks i wish they would get coconut cakes for a change i adore coconuts when they are soft and mushy we make them at home and they are ever so much nicer than the ones you buy that's what they call plum cake my love case of brother where art thou like the friday pudding those little white fellows look frightfully insipid what rhoda would call a kid glove flavour i should say everyone laughed at this for it was still a matter of recent congratulation in the house that rhoda chester had invented an appropriate title for a certain mould or blancmange which appeared at regular intervals and possessed a peculiar flavour which hitherto had refused to be classified in a moment of inspiration rhoda had christened it kid glove jelly and the invention had been received with acclamation did she say that she had never distinguished herself had never attracted attention no 
surely this was wrong for in that moment she had soared to the very pinnacle of fame so long as the school endured the name which she had created would be handed down from generation to generation alas alas our ambitions are not always realized in the way we would choose when one has pined to be in a first team or to come out head in an examination it is a trifle saddening to be obliged to base our reputation on the nickname of a pudding rhoda smiled brightly enough however at the present tribute to her powers and passed her cup for a third supply with undiminished appetite she had been playing with her usual frantic energy and was tired and aching her shoulders bent forward as she sat on her chair she shut her eyes with a little contraction of the brows the dimple no longer showed in her cheek and when bertha upset the tray upon the floor she started with painful violence her nerves were beginning to give way beneath the strain put upon them but instead of being warned and easing off in time she repeated obstinately to herself three months more two and a half only two i can surely keep up for eight weeks and then there will be all the holidays for rest it seemed indeed looking forward as if the world were bounded by the coming examination and that nothing existed beyond if she succeeded very well it was finished her mind could take in no further thought if she failed clouds and darkness chaos and destruction the world would have come to an end so far as she was concerned it filled her with surprise to hear the girls discuss future doings in their calm unemotional fashion but though she could not participate the subject never failed to interest the discussion began again now for it was impossible to keep away from the all-engrossing subject and the supposition if i pass led naturally to what would come afterwards if i do well i shall go up to newnham and try for the gilchrist scholarship fifty pounds a year for three years it's vacant next year and i don't see why i shouldn't have it as well as any one else said bertha modestly and tom pounded the table with her heels go in my beauty go in and win i only wish you could wait a few years until i am there to look after you i am going to be principal of newnham one of these fine days and run it on my own lines no work and every comfort breakfast in bed and tea in the grounds nothing to do but wait upon me and pander to my wishes i dare say so like you tom you would be a terror and work the girls to death you are never tired yourself so you would keep them going till they dropped i pity the poor creatures who come under your rule but most likely you will never be tried you may be first mistress or second or third but it's not likely you'll ever be a principal it's not likely at all it's positive sure retorted tom calmly principals like poets are born not made and the cause can't afford to lose me i don't say for a certainty it will be newnham it may possibly be girton or somerville or lady margaret hall but one of the two or three big places it's bound to be no one shall call me conceited but i know my own powers 
and i intend that other people shall know them too education is my sphere and i intend to devote my life to the advancement of my sex pass the cake some one i haven't had half enough yes my vocation is among women you will hardly believe me my dears but men don't seem to appreciate me somehow there is a je ne sais quoi in my beauty which doesn't appeal to them a mite but girls adore me i've a fatal fascination for them which they can't withstand there's rhoda there she intended to hate me when she first came and now she adores the ground i tread on don't you fuzzy you watch her smile and see if it's not true very well then i see plainly what providence intends and i'm going straight towards that goal and it is what you would like you would choose it if you had the choice rather just it's the dream of my life there is nothing in all the world that i should like so much pretty dorothy sighed and elevated her eyebrows well i wouldn't i enjoy school very much i want to do well while i am here but when i leave i never want to do another hour's study if i thought i had to teach i should go crazy i should like to have a good time at home for a few years and then yes i should i should like to marry a nice man who loved me and live in the country and have a dear little home of my own now i suppose you despise me for a poor-spirited wretch but it's true and i can't help it but tom did not look at all scornful she beamed at the speaker over her slice of plum cake and cried blandly bless you no it's quite natural you are that sort my dear and i should not have believed you if you had said anything else you'll marry of course and i'll come and visit you in the holidays and you'll say to him what a terrible old maid thomasina has grown and i'll say to myself poor dear old dorothy she is painfully domestic and we will both pity each other and congratulate ourselves on our own escape we have different vocations you and i and it would be folly to try to go the same way you are happy creatures if you are allowed to go your own way said bertha sadly i'm not and that's just the trouble i'm not a star like tom but i love work and want to do some good with my education i should be simply miserable settling down at home with no occupation but to pay calls or do poker work and sewing yet that's what my parents expect me to do they are rich and can't understand why i should want to work when there is no necessity i may persuade them to send me abroad for a year or so for languages and music but even then i should be only twenty and i can't settle down to vegetate at twenty it's unreasonable to send a girl to a school where she is kept on the alert body and mind every hour of the day and then expect her to be content to browse for the rest of her life now what ought one to do in my position i want one thing they want another whose duty is it to give way she looked at tom as she spoke but tom swung her feet to and fro and went on munching plum cake and staring into space with imperturbable unconsciousness bertha called her sharply to attention tom answer can't you i was speaking to you 
rather not my dear ask someone else some wise old solomon who has had experience no thank you i know beforehand what he would say submission my child submission parents always know best young people are always obstinate and hot-headed be ruled be guided in time to come you will see yeah cried bertha with a sudden outburst of irritation i'm sick of it i've had it dinned into my ears all my life and i want to hear someone appreciate the other side for a change i'm young i've got all my life to live if i were a boy i should be allowed to choose surely surely i ought to have some say in my own affairs don't shirk now tom but speak out and say what you think if you are going to be a principal you ought to be able to give advice and i really do need it yes said tom slowly but you needn't have given me such a poser to start with it's a problem my dear that has puzzled many a girl before you and many a parent too the worst of it is that there is so much to be said on both sides i could make out an excellent brief for each and while i think of it it wouldn't be a half bad subject to discuss some day at our debating society to what extent is a girl justified in deciding on her own career in opposition to the wishes of her parents make a note of that someone will you it, it will come in usefully i am thankful to say my old dad and i see eye to eye about my future but if he didn't it would be trying i hate to see girls disloyal to their parents and if the revolt of the daughters were the only outcome of higher education i should say the sooner we got back to deportment and the use of the globes the better for all concerned but it wasn't all peace and concord even in the old days don't tell me that half a dozen daughters sat at home making bead mats in the front parlor and never had ructions with their parents or themselves they quarrelled like cats my dears take my word for it and were ever so much less happy and devoted than girls are now going away to do their work and coming home with all sorts of interesting little bits of news to add to the general store it's impossible to lay down the law on such a question for every case is different from another and i think a great deal depends on the work waiting at home if the girl is an only daughter or the only strong or unmarried one there is no getting away from it that her place is with her parents we don't want to be like the girl in punch who said my father has gout and my mother is crippled and it is so dull at home that i am going to be a nurse in a hospital that won't do if you have a duty staring you in the face you're a coward if you run away from it an only daughter ought to stay at home when there are two or three it's different it doesn't take three girls to arrange flowers and write notes and pay calls and sew for bazaars and where there is a restless one among them who longs to do something serious with her time i i think the parents should give way as you say we have to live our own lives and as boys are allowed to choose i think we should have the same liberty i don't know how large your family is bertha or three sisters at home one engaged but the other two not likely to be so far as i can see and mother quite well and brisk and active well don't worry don't force things or get cross and they'll give in yet you'll see 
put your view of the case before them and see if you cannot meet each other somehow if they find that you are quiet and reasonable they will be far more inclined to take you seriously and believe that you know your own mind that's all the advice i can give you my dear and i'm afraid it's not what you wanted perhaps someone else can speak a word in season well i side with the parents for if the rich are going to work what is to become of the poor ones like me who are obliged to earn their living cried kathleen eagerly now if bertha and i competed for an appointment she could afford to take less salary and so of course no 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 that's mean i do beg and pray all you blues that whatever you do you never move a finger to reduce the salaries of other women cried tom fervently if you don't need the money give it away to governesses institutions convalescent homes whatever you like but for pity's sake don't take less than your due for my own part i must candidly say that when i am principal i shall select my staff from those who are like kathleen and find work a necessity rather than a distraction it seems to me if i were rich and idle i could find lots of ways of making myself of use in the world without jostling the poor marthas i could coach poor governesses who were behind the times but couldn't afford to take lessons i translate books into braille for the blind i teach working boys at their clubs and half a dozen other useful interesting things there's no need to be idle even if one does live at home with a couple of dear old conservative parents where there's a will there's a way but i want it to be my way sighed bertha dolefully like the majority of people who ask for advice she was far from satisfied now that she had got it End of chapter 13